This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. Today's podcast is titled, God is Calling. You have a divine call on your life. I don't know exactly what God wants to do with you, but He has a call on your life. He's calling all that will come to Him, and in that call are many blessings. God's called us to a relationship with Him. He knows our heart. He knows our thoughts. He knows our mind, our desires. How how does God do this? First of all, God is a spiritual being, and so are we. I don't understand it completely, but we are spiritual beings. We have a soul, and we live in a body. Our spirit relates to our spiritual God. But relationship with God was cut off when Adam and Eve chose to live outside of God's parameters, outside of His commandments. So we are all born with a broken spiritual relationship with God. In fact, we're cut off from that spiritual relationship. That's why and how people say, I know that there is a God, but I don't know Him personally. I often ask people, uh, do you believe in God? And they said, yeah, I believe in God. Do you know him personally? And usually the answer is those who are not born again say, no, I don't know him personally. But those who are born again and have had that encounter, that renewing of their spirit, they say, yes, I know who he is. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, as for you, You were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work at those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. You see, when Satan offered Eve the knowledge of good and evil, He didn't remind her of all the consequences, one of which was a spirit dead to a relationship with God. Our spiritual creator is a spiritual being, and that relationship was cut off, and that she would live in the vanity of her thinking, greatly controlled by the desires of our flesh. With that severed spirit, we're wide open to evil destructive forces, the unseen realm of the spiritual world. You see, this unseen spiritual world affects the physical world. I was talking to my wife just recently, and we both agree the spiritual world is more real than the physical world. The first time somebody told me that was about 35 years ago in a little town in Gulfport, Mississippi. And when the the older gentleman told me that the spiritual realm was more real than the physical realm, I thought, well, he doesn't really understand that the physical realm is real. But as I live in Christ, I began to understand that there is no time in the spiritual world. There's no boundaries in the spiritual world, and there's all kinds of boundaries in the physical world, plus the physical world is passing away. The spiritual world will always be. And the spiritual world is all around us, but we just can't see it. This is where God 
is. He is in the spirit realm, and he can see our heart. He can see our spirit, and he knows our thoughts. He knows the thoughts of our mind. He knows our desires. Nothing is hidden from God, nothing at all. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. John 6.43-45 Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. So here Jesus is telling us that in order to even get to Christ, God has to call us. You see, he sees the desires of our heart. Before I was saved, I honestly had no desire for God. But God started working on my heart. He started convicting me of my sin and showing me that my way was going to lead to a place of emptiness and death. I knew that as a place of hell, and it really bothered me. God was drawing me to himself. He was drawing me to Jesus. God knows the thoughts of our hearts. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm almost going to guarantee you that you have some sort of interest in God, and he is calling you, and your future belongs to him. This sounds so simplistic, and maybe it is, but it is real and the words that I'm speaking to you are true and powerful. The Father is drawing us and leading us to Jesus to be saved and to be blessed with so many blessings. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Why did God the Father draw us? He drew us to his Son for the purpose of being born again, born of the Spirit. Jesus tells Nicodemus in John chapter 3 this way, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. This is why the Father calls us to Jesus so that we can be born of the Spirit, so we can have a renewed relationship with God, a spiritual relationship. So this relationship is different than all the relationships that we have in the world, our spouse, our children, our family members. This is a spiritual relationship. It's not physical and it's not mental. Now, I have to say, of course, we still use our bodies and we still use our minds. No doubt. Let me be clear there. We still use our mental and our physical capabilities. But now the emphasis and the focus of our relationship with God is in the spiritual realm. 
That's why Romans 12 tells us that we have to renew our mind. We have to not think the way the world thinks that we've thought for so many years. When I was saved, I was uh, 20 years old, almost 21 years old, and I'd never read the Word of God. I didn't know what God expected of me. And then when I got saved, I had to renew my mind. It took uh, many years, uh, and I'm still renewing my mind, even to this day, and I've been with the Lord over 40 years. We have to change so that we can understand the ways of God's spirit realm. The way of the spirit will be like foolishness to the people who are not born again. For I remember before I was born again, I couldn't comprehend the word of God. I remember uh, laying on my uh, a duty bunk in Etzel, Scotland, and uh, during lunch and in the evenings, nobody was around, and I would open up my Bible and I would read it. I remember many times getting up from reading that little Gideon's Bible and thinking, what did I just read? I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. But once I was born again, I was changed. I had a new spiritual relationship with God, and the Bible became so important, and it nourished my thinking. It nourished my spirit, and I did a lot of Bible reading and study even to this day. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. God has called us into a born-again experience, restoring our relationship with Him, and in so doing, we are completely a new creation, one in right standing with God, one under the blessings of God. This is very good. This is a wonderful thing. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21 now, it says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God has made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, when I read these verses, there is so much rich stuff inside of here. We are now in a right relationship with God, and God points to us that we would be those who speak his word to the people around us to our neighbors, to our co-workers, even to strangers as the Lord leads us. We are now ambassadors for Him. We carry God's righteousness. We display a right relationship to the people around us. I don't know how many times people have said either, are you a Christian, or we can tell you are a Christian. And that is what God is looking for. He was looking for this in the Old Testament through Israel. He wanted Israel to be this city on a hill, this amazing country. So when people would come to it, they would say, 
Who is your God? How do you have such a wonderful place? There was a queen that came to Solomon, and she said, oh, This is amazing. I heard of your wisdom and your riches, but they are more than I heard of. And God wants that inside of us. Not the riches of this world, but the riches of Jesus Christ living inside of us. You might say, I'm not very good at sharing my faith. Well, God has taken care of that also. God is a one-stop shop. Everything you need in this life to serve Him and to live is provided to us by Him. And it's free and it is available. That is why in the Old Testament, God gives Moses his name and he tells him, I am who I am. Let me boil that down real quick. That means whatever you need, whatever you need in your life, spiritual, physical, mental, God is and he has that provision for us. Acts 1.8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So two things that we uh, know right there. The power of the Holy Spirit inside of us enables us to be a witness to people around us so that we can fulfill this ministry of reconciliation, bringing people to God and joining them. So we would join the Father in drawing people to Jesus so that they can be born again and start that relationship with God. The other thing is we have to remain in Christ. He's the vine. We're the branches. We need what Jesus has in order to continue to live in this life and to be fruitful. And for us as Christians, fruitful means that we are going to reproduce. Other people are going to come to Christ because of our witness, because of our lives. I cannot tell you with any greater importance or emphasis We are called to know God, filled with his power, serving as ambassadors for his kingdom, displaying his righteousness. That is the call that God has placed on our lives. Yet there's more. There's much more. Let me read another scripture. This lays out plenty of perks for this calling that God has placed on us and the blessings that he has given us freely through Jesus. Ephesians 1, 3 through 9. Now, as I read, listen to the benefits, because there's a ton of them in here. We're going to break it down, but there's a ton of stuff going on here. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his will and pleasure. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. 
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. It's so nice that God has placed in this in these few verses uh, many of the blessings and many of the provisions that God has given to us in Christ. Very rich. Let me break it down into about five little points here. Uh, the first point, all blessings in Christ, every one, all of his benefits have been given to us through the blood sacrifice of Jesus, which God the Father was pleased to give us. God's not an ogre. He's not somebody uh, standing back and, and holding back. He's openly and freely giving us everything that he has provided in Christ. Why? Because he loves us. We were created in his image. We were created to have fellowship with him, and his will will not be stopped. He is going to do it, and he has done it. Point number two, we are now selected to be holy and blameless and adopted as sons. Now, that adoption is a Greek word that is used in the Roman culture for somebody who would be um, adopted, and they cannot go back on that adoption. It's legally binding while the people are alive. Point number three, our punishment has been paid for. Jesus Christ was hung on a cross brutally beaten before, hung on a cross, and died. He paid the penalty for our sins. Because remember in Romans, we learned that the wages of sin is death. And by God's grace and his mercy, he let Jesus pay for our sins. Point number four, we're forgiven for our sins. Point number five, all this he has lavished on us with wisdom and understanding. God has made known to us the mystery of Christ in that he loves us and he has redeemed us through his son's sacrifice. This is so wonderful. As I go through this, it's beyond imagination. And I think that's why some people say it's just too good to be true. And it does seem too good to be true, but it is true. In the natural, it's impossible. We can't even understand it without being born again, without understanding through the Spirit, through that regenerated Spirit relationship with God, that this is what He's done for us. I remember at one time when I was explaining this to an unbeliever, he began to mock me. I was I was talking to him and his wife, and I was telling him and his wife about the wonderful blessings in Christ, forgiven for our sins, restored into right relationship with God, actually having a spiritual relationship with God. And the guy would start mocking me. Yeah, all our sins are forgiven. Yeah, we go to heaven forever. Just like that. He couldn't understand that Jesus paid the price. And by grace, God has given us the blessings in Christ. Ephesians 2, 6 and 7, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to stop right there. That's verse 6. Let me say that again. 
And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Jesus is sitting on the throne of God. And God has raised us up, and now we are seated with him in the spiritual realm in Christ. Now, that doesn't mean we are God. It still means that we need Christ, but in God's grace, he has brought us to himself for this intimate relationship. And the Bible also talks about the marriage relationship between a man and a woman in this world to symbolize the relationship that we have with Christ in heaven. We will be under Christ, but we will be as a married woman is to a man. We will take the name of Christ and we will be with him. We will be under his protection and his provision, and we will be submitted and loving to him as he gave his very life for us. We are seated with Christ in the spiritual realm. Verse 7, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us in his kindness in Christ. The benefits, the blessings, the provisions made for us through this heavenly calling. I'm only touching uh, what what the whole Bible has, is telling us, and I hope that you would take the time and be encouraged to read the Bible, and as you go through it, see all the benefits that we have in giving our life to Christ, in being obedient to Him, and receiving the blessings of Christ. This has been the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. Feel free to reach out to me at thecleansoul.org.